There will be a training for new acolytes on December 15th at 12.30 at the church. I would also like experienced acolytes to come for training at 12.50 to discuss the changes. Anyone in third to sixth grade interested in acolyting should attend. Anyone interested that can't attend on the 15th, please contact me, Tracy Welch. Thank you. At the back of the sanctuary, you'll find this red bulletin board with many sticky notes. Each note has an item needed for the families that our church is adopting for Christmas this year. If you would like to help these families have a blessed Christmas, please take a note with you. Then wrap the gift and bring it back with the note attached by December 22nd. Thank you for helping. Our Christmas program is December 18th at 6 p.m. This year, we will be treated with two short programs presented by the children of the church. After the program, we will have cookies and hot chocolate. Mmm, mmm, cookies and hot chocolate. Mark your calendars and plan on joining us for this fun event. Good morning. You should see what Kobe and Don do with pictures of me. <laughs> no? You didn't think I knew? <laughs> it is great to be in the house of the Lord this day. I want to remind you that this afternoon at 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock, is the, uh, the municipal band will be here uh, playing uh, Christmas music. And so, um, Y'all are invited back for that, and if you, um, if you had signed up to bring cookies, please bring those a little bit early. And um, if you're interested and can help with um, hospitality and greeting, would you please stay after worship just briefly today? And I promise I won't be like last week and ask you to do that and then forget all about it. Um, so if you'll do that, we'll meet back over by the kitchen um, right after worship, okay, um, if, you're, if you're able to do that. Um, and then the last thing I want to remind you is uh, Christmas Eve worship will be at uh, 6.30 on what day? Oh, wait, December 24th, that's right, um, at 6.30. And before that, from 4 to 6, um, we will have a come and go communion. We'll also be having communion as part of the Christmas Eve worship service, um, just so that you're aware of that. Um, and so I just want to make sure you get those on your, um, on your calendar so you can plan on participating in, in uh, that wonderful reflective evening as we uh, truly prepare ourselves um, to receive Christ. Let us be reminded that we gather here in expectation and anticipation of Christ coming afresh and anew. We gather together in expectation and anticipation of the Holy Spirit moving among us, speaking to us in the depths of our being and continuing to shape us and to form us so that we might be the people God intended us to be. People empowered and gifted to go into the world so that others might experience the love and the grace of God. And now I invite you to stand as the acolytes bring the light forward, and we are indeed reminded of Christ's presence among us. Now you may be seated as the fifth and sixth graders come and lead us in the lighting of the Advent camp. 
Luke chapter 3 begins with these words about God's messenger, John the Baptizer. In the 15th year of the reign of the Emperor Tiberius, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the, for the forgiveness of sins. God's inbreaking kingdom comes through particular people in particular places and times. That remains true today. Our second candle remains reminds us that we too invited to be messengers of the good news. Living Christ, give us faith to trust you and hope to follow you. We trust you. We love you. We praise you. Let's all stand and sing our song of praise this morning, Holy, Holy, Holy. So it's kind of like the hymn that you remember, but there's a chorus you may not know yet, so, so just join right in. <clears throat> Holy, 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 merciful. 
pray with me. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for you. Amazing, holy God, creative Father in heaven, Son who came to restore our relationship, Spirit who is here with us through all of our life's journey. God, we pray this morning that as we come in this place, in this warm place, welcoming place, that we would find you here, that we would experience you this morning in a way that maybe we've never experienced you before. As we come seeking you, as we come longing for you, praying to you, singing to you, Lord, let us find you here. Work within our hearts, within our spirits. Guide us ever closer to you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the many answered prayers as, that we've brought over the last many weeks. We thank you for the prayers, answered prayers for Janine Heisler. We thank you for the answered prayers that we, that we receive each and every week, Lord. The stories we hear of the work that you're doing within our lives as individuals and our lives as a church. We come to you again, Lord, lifting many others up. Each one of us has one or more folks that we know that need you in a mighty way during this time, Lord. So we lift them up into your care. We place them within your presence, Lord, and ask that you do the work that only you are able to do. And then guide us to be the church. Guide us to be your presence in the lives of those that need you. Work within us so that we know where to go. Whether it's reaching out to the, the unsheltered in these cold days, whether it's reaching out to the lost in these troubled times, whether it's reaching out to whoever just needs a word from you, Lord. Guide our hearts and our spirits as the church as we welcome you in this season coming into our lives. Guide us to go and help others welcome you into their lives. God, we thank you. You are an amazing God worthy of our worship, worthy of every prayer, worthy of every breath we breathe, and praise and honor to you. So we come to you now as Jesus taught us how to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. What's next? Jim?
patience, give us patience, Lord, when we pray, give us faith that you hear every Are we not blessed to have such beautiful voices um, to lead us in worship? Um, I invite the children to come forward now. Um, and um, let's see, I think Miss Stacy. Good morning. All right, Adeline already said it. What does this say up here on the screen? Okay, so what is an announcement? What's an announcement? She's seen my sheet. Exactly. It's something that you say that's really important. It's a message. It might be your mom and dad saying, and make an announcement, hey, it's time for dinner, come on down. Or make an announcement, hey, it's time to clean your room. Mm. Or it could be Miss Ormsby or Mr. Erdman over the intercom in the morning giving um, important announcements for the school day, right? Or you could be driving down the road and you see billboards that have announcements about a sale or something big, a concert coming to town. Well, I have a big announcement this morning. What's that say? Christmas. Woo! Do you know how many days till Christmas? 17. <laughs> this smart young man, I knew Lillian knew it too, because we were talking about it this morning. Counting down on our little advent calendars. Awesome, yes. So. I'm announcing that Christmas is coming in 17 days. You already knew that. But Pastor Dan's going to talk about a story today about an angel that made an announcement. See, an angel came to a really young lady in Nazareth, and she said, you are going to have a baby, and you're going to call him Jesus. And if you're here on Wednesday, we talked about different ways that God talks to us. In our story on Wednesday nights, it's about Elijah. And how, how did God talk to Elijah? Through a whisper. And we talked about how God can talk to us through prayer, through reading the Bible, through song. That's my favorite way that God talks to me. And this is another way. God sent an angel to come and talk to this young woman. And what was that young woman's name? Mary, exactly. You see, so the angel's announcement and my announcement are very, very important. The angel was coming and telling us about the very first Christmas. The very first Christmas. That happened many, many, many years ago. But it's so important that we still celebrate it today. The angel told Mary that she was going to be blessed and that the Lord was with her. He told Mary about her special baby who would be born on that special day. And because it's so important, we celebrate it on Christmas Day. And what was that baby's name again? Jesus. Yes. So when you go to the store, when you go to Walmart and you're being inundated with all of these flashy toys and big, the hot newest thing, we need to remember that that's not what that angel was talking about that we celebrate on Christmas Day. It's Jesus and his birth. 
So I want us to say a little prayer and remember that God comes and talks to us in all sorts of ways. We might not have an angel come and talk to us, but you might have a friend, that someone that's sitting right next to you, and God might use that friend sitting right next to you to speak to you, or a song, or a prayer, or something that Pastor Dan or Pastor Colby says, or that the beautiful choir sings. That might teach us something, that God is speaking just to you. And I want you to just keep your ears and your hearts open this Christmas season because those words of love and peace and joy are all around us. Can you do that? Okay, so let's say a little prayer. God, thank you for sending an angel to announce to Mary that she would give birth to your son on that very first Christmas day. We are so thankful that you showed your love by sending Jesus to earth so that we know more about you and how to love others. Amen. Lift up your head. Are you ready for Christmas? I'm going to ask you that every week. And you all know I'm not just talking about December 25th, right? When I ask, are you ready for Christmas? I'm asking, are we ready for the coming of Christ afresh and anew into our lives, into our congregation, and into the world? Last week, we began looking at Luke chapter 1. We're going to continue that for the next few weeks. Uh, last week, we were in Jerusalem. If you weren't here, we were in Jerusalem. Uh, we were in the temple. And um, yeah, we were in Jerusalem in the temple. And um, an angel appeared to Zechariah. And that angel was the angel Gabriel who came to announce to Zechariah that the long-awaited prayer that he and uh, uh, Elizabeth had had for a child and the long-awaited prayer uh, that Israel and that the priest had been lifting up for all of Israel for the uh, coming of a deliverer and a, a, a Messiah, all of that was coming to fruition in and through this child that Zachariah and Elizabeth would have. This child who would be a prophet and a forerunner of this new thing that God was doing. Now, this week, uh, the scene shifts. And we shift from uh, Jerusalem and the temple and the, uh, the center of, of all the religious uh, rituals of uh, the people of God, of the Jewish people. And we find ourselves in Nazareth, an insignificant town in the unimportant providence of Galilee, 
far away from the temple and the religious leaders. A town that, if truth be told, um, didn't have a very good reputation and was despised. And so I invite us to hear these words from Luke chapter 1, again this week. This time beginning in verse 26. When Elizabeth was six months pregnant, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a city in Galilee, to a virgin who was engaged to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David's house. The virgin's name was Mary. When the angel came to her, he said, Rejoice, favored one, the Lord is with you. She was confused by these words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. The angel said, Don't be afraid, Mary. God is honoring you. Look, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father. And he will rule over Jacob's house forever, and there will be no end to his kingdom. Then Mary said to the angel, How will this happen, since I haven't had sexual relations with a man? And the angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come over you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the one who is to be born will be holy. He will be called God's son. Look, even in her old age, your relative Elizabeth has conceived a son. This woman who was labeled unable to conceive is now six months pregnant. Nothing is impossible for God. Then Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be with me just as you have said. And then the angel left her. May we hear the words of God this day and respond to the Spirit's activity in our midst. Well, here we are in Nazareth, in Galilee. We aren't told too much about uh, this person to whom Gabriel is sent to, but we, we are told this same angel who was sent to Zechariah has now been sent to this town, this town of Nazareth in the province of Galilee. And, he is, and, and, and Gabriel has been sent to a very specific person in this city of Nazareth to make an announcement. We are not told much about Mary here. We are simply told that she is a virgin who is engaged to Joseph, who, who we know to be a carpenter. We don't know much from this passage about her and her family, but we know from uh, other scripture uh, that both Mary and Joseph were very devout uh, Jewish people that it is unlikely that either of them was wealthy or of much status. And yet, we are told that God sends this angel to make an announcement to this woman named Mary. Now I suspect, just like when the angel appeared to Zechariah, that Mary was just going about her daily routines in the city of Nazareth. Maybe she was beginning to uh, a dream and, and think about the upcoming uh, wedding festival that uh, would accompany her um, marriage to Joseph. But here she was going about her daily routine. Can you imagine Mary's surprise? Can you imagine Mary going about her daily activities and this angel, this messenger from God, 
comes and says to her, you are a favored one. Rejoice, you are favored. God is with you. Now, you see, Mary was knowledgeable about Scripture, I think. And I think when Mary heard that greeting from this angel and from this messenger, she knew that something was up. She knew that this was a a greeting that you often see in the Old Testament, a a greeting that angels um, often made when they came to prophets like Moses and Isaiah and Jeremiah and Daniel. In fact, Gabriel was the angel who had appeared to Daniel. She knew uh, that this was a greeting that often came to people who had been chosen for a special purpose in God's reconciling and saving mission toward Israel. And so she knew this wasn't just a, hey, how is your day doing? God's checking in on you today. And so she listened as the angel continued. And these next few verses, they are just loaded with information that must have just been overwhelming to Mary. I mean, it begins with, you will conceive, you will give birth, you will name the child that you give birth to, Jesus. Well, if that's not shocking enough for her, the angel says, He will be great. He will be called Son of the Most High. Now can you imagine her head's beginning to explode as the angel says these things. She must be thinking, "Uh, Gabriel, I think you got the wrong woman. But the angel continues and the angel says, God will give him the throne of David. Now that's really got her attention. And he, this child that you're going to give birth to, he will reign forever over the house of Israel. Now even as her head's exploding, she must begin to have this sense, is is the angel talking uh, about the Messiah? Is the, is the angel talking about the long-awaited king that we've been waiting for to deliver us and to lead us and to get us out from the oppression of the Romans? Could it be that the angel is saying that I will have a child that will be this long-awaited king? And Messiah. Has your head exploded yet? I mean, try to get your your mind around that. Now, me, I would have about 50 million questions I would want to ask the angel. Mary just has one. You know, Zechariah, when the angel came to Zechariah, Zechariah basically said, "Give give me proof. How can I be sure of this? Well, Mary asked a question too, but she doesn't ask, how can I be sure of this? Mary asked, how will it happen? How will it happen? It doesn't sound like a question of doubt. She's asking for a few more details, which I don't know about you, but I can appreciate that. How will it happen? I mean, does this mean she's not to marry Joseph? I mean, there must have been a million questions. How will it happen? And I'm sure she was hoping that the angel would like unfold the whole story. Yes, isn't that how we usually would prefer? Is that when God calls us to something, we don't want God just to say, here's the next step, but we want him to unfold the whole picture. But here's all the angel said to her. The angel said, the Spirit will come upon you. 
And the child that you will conceive will be conceived in the power of God, in the power of the Holy Spirit. And this child will be God's son. And I'm sure she's like, okay, say more. That's all the angel says to her. This child that you will conceive will be a little different than every other child that has uh, ever been born or ever will be born into this world. And I'm sure that Mary had no idea what that actually meant. She just knew that the child within her was a special gift from God. That the child that she would be having, it was this invitation for her to participate. And you see, the angel waits. Because often when we hear this story, we, we hear this story either as if Mary is already conceived or we hear this story as if Mary has no choice. She will have a child whether or not she likes it or not. But I don't know, when I read Scripture, that's not how God operates. God does work in and through people, but He works in and through people who cooperate. And so in reality, what this angel is doing is this angel is not just making an announcement, Mary, you will have a child whether you like it or not. The angel is inviting Mary to participate in this unbelievable thing that God is doing. She is being invited to allow her body to be the host of the God of creation to bring into this world the Savior of Israel and the long-awaited King and Messiah. Mary doesn't say, uh, give me a couple of days to think about this. Uh, can, can I talk this over with Joseph and see what he thinks? She, she doesn't say any of those things. Mary says, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be with me just as you have said. Yes, I will allow the Son of God to be conceived in me by the power of the Holy Spirit. And with that, the angel leaves and departs. We don't get the story of the conception. That's what we get. And so here we are in Nazareth. In Galilee, alongside Mary, having heard this announcement and this proclamation. Are you ready for the coming of Christmas? Are you ready for the coming of Christ? That you will bear and give birth to. As we hear this story this morning, we are reminded that God calls ordinary people in out-of-the-way places. It doesn't have to just be in Jerusalem. It doesn't have to be in Washington, D.C. Or It can be in Cameron. God calls ordinary people in out-of-the-way places to participate in God's saving mission in ways they never, ever imagined or thought were possible. Are you ready 
Are you ready for Christ to come afresh and anew? Are you waiting and watching with expectation and anticipation of what God might do? And what God is already in the process of bringing about through faithful people. Are you ready to say yes to the Holy Spirit? Are you ready to say yes to the Holy Spirit this Advent season? Are you ready to allow the Holy Spirit to come upon you, to come upon us, to empower us so that we may be Christ bearers today and every day? Are you ready? Because you see, I think in this Advent season, as we hear this story of, Ab- of Gabriel appearing to, to Mary with this invitation, I believe that God comes to us today as individuals and as a congregation, inviting us to receive God's love and grace. Inviting us to allow the power and presence of the Spirit to give birth to Jesus within us. As we prepare ourselves to celebrate Christmas, may we be open to the presence of Christ being formed and shaped in us by the power of the Holy Spirit. So that wherever we go, Christ goes with us and in us And through us. So that the love and the grace and the salvation of God might be experienced by everyone. Are you ready for Christ to be born anew in the depths of your soul this Advent? so that you too, so that we might participate in whatever new thing that God is already doing within us and through us and in our community. Are you ready to say yes to the coming of Christ this day? I hope so. I hope we can be like Mary. Amen. My ushers will come forward. You're invited uh, during this time to not only give of your tithes and your offering, but you're invited to offer up your host house. You're invited to say yes to God in the midst of this offering. To say... Lord, I am your servant. Here I am.
gracious God, pour out your blessing upon the gift, upon the giver. Indeed, pour out your blessing upon this congregation and these people as they offer themselves to you. May your spirit work within us and through us so that the folks of Cameron might experience your presence in the midst of their everyday lives. In Christ's name, amen. Now you're invited to stand and remain standing as we sing, um, There's a Spirit in the Air. The Spirit is working among us. May we open up ourselves to the Spirit's activity within us so that we might go empowered and gifted by that Holy Spirit to make a difference in the lives of people within our community, allowing them to connect with God and with us so that they may grow in relationship with both us and God. Go in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit to say yes to whatever God may have in store for you and us. Amen. Don't forget, if you're going to help with hospitality, meet over here by the kitchen. Um.